0: This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So yesterday was Marcus Garvey Day, and I want to say thank you to everyone that signed the petition. But I also want to point some things out. Uh, So the petition got, I think, more than 100,000 views and less than 5,000 signatures. That math ain't mathin' for me. And so I'm just, I'm trying to make sense of it. How does it get 100,000 views and less than 5,000 signatures? I'm confused by that. Um, So what I'm gonna ask everyone listening to my voice to Double Down, if you got an extra email address, go and sign the thing again. Go sign it and send it to 10 more people. Why? Because it's not even about, it is about pardoning Uh, Marcus Garvey, but it's more about showing that we can collectively do something and make, make, make a difference, make a dent together. There's strength in numbers. Everything in this country, in this world, is driven by algorithms, is driven by numbers, is driven by clicks, is driven by petition signatures. And so for me sitting here every day with this amazing audience that uh, has chosen to pay for radio and tune into 126 for most of the day and especially this show i know that we can do more i don't know what's going on with the math but i feel like (laughs) you you're gonna make me double down because what i know is that there's resistance so yesterday um several people with larger followings than i have Yvette Nicole Brown, uh, Reverend Al. I think Roy Wood Jr. today is going to be posting. And Rex Chapman, because I thought it would be good. He's got like 2 million followers, but he's also, you know, an ally. It would be nice to not just have uh, melanated faces with the, the message, you know, Marcus Garvey Day and Parton Garvey so he posted on his social media says it has more than two million followers and got a lot of backlash he texted me last night he was like yo what is happening you know and i tried to explain to him you know and it's you know he he'll post stuff about you know outrageous white people acting outrageously all the time but he said i've never gotten this kind of backlash and he was like oh me a white guy what the f like what the f Lenny Dykstra went at him for posting and him in a t-shirt with Marcus Garvey on it went at him and so I'm so I'm, I'm saying out loud it bothered people that a white man posted an image with Marcus Garvey on his chest with a hashtag Marcus Garvey Day and Parton Garvey to the point where he was battling most of the evening and i and I say this to say, "What are you afraid of, people again um I'll say it a hundred thousand million times every time I can think to say it." That whiteness is a made up construct. Blackness is a made up construct. This notion of race is a made up construct. It is a power tool used to denigrate and deploy um, in all areas so that people uh, at the top one percent can continue to build their wealth with the chaos of the 99 percent fighting over melanin and their right to exist based on the amount of melanin they have or don't have. It is senseless. It is ridiculous. And it is very, to me, destructive. It's going to destroy not just this country, but the world. This this obsession with having to be white and right and at the, at the top of the foot. It it's going to destroy this nation. And um, so I'm, I'm I'm grateful that I can... You know, put a put some fly in the ointment. I'm grateful for that. Um, I truthfully didn't know that it would cause him a problem to wear the shirt. I did. I didn't imagine that he would have to fight Lenny Dykstra <laughs> on on social media. I didn't. I didn't imagine that. But here we are. You know. Now the good news. Uh, we had Roy T. Anderson on Tuesday to talk about his film, um, African Redemption: The Life and Legacy of Marcus Garvey. And he screened it last night in Harlem. Alfre Woodard and a bunch of other people showed up. You know, Danny Glover was involved in, in it as well as uh, Keith David uh, did the narration. Dr. Gray Carr also was prominently featured in this documentary about the life of Marcus, the life and legacy of Marcus Garvey in Harlem. And in Nubia last night at the same time, because I, I talked to, um, and I didn't know that this was possible. So let me just say, you know, today is Nia, which is Purpose. When I envisioned, after several episodes of In Class with Carr, pivoting my business model of a book publishing company called Narrative into an education social activist movement called Narrative, I never imagined... Well, no, I did. I imagined it would be a place, a gathering, where we would both strategize, convene, where people could, you know, uh, again, help to create the world in which we want to live. One that is safe. One that is healthy. One that uh, puts community first. Um, That was the vision and when Nubia came, Nubia was in response to there not being a real social activist space and Twitter wasn't going to be it. Facebook definitely wasn't going to be it. Instagram wasn't going to be it. I was like, we need to have a place where we can gather, post things, converse. converse. Almost said a word that I hate, but it's in a dictionary now, so I could have gotten away with it, but it's nails on a chalkboard for me. So when, I, when, I, when Nubia evolved out of narrative, And again, anybody listening, you can only get to Nubia through narrative, which is, again, counterintuitive. You have to join something, be a part of something before you can be a part of something else. Because it's almost like it's not it's not just a free space. You have to put some skin in the game to be involved in a space where people are actively Building where teachers are sharing syllabi and lesson plans, where farmers are in there sharing their secrets. And I would thank you, Joe Madison, today for your discussion on black farmers. It's powerful. I want to pick that baton up and keep running with it. It's a space actively where creatives, we got a whole VR space and AI space and Eljoy Williams is in. Uh, we have a whole social activism space and, of course, Loree Daniel Favors is in. And we're about to do some more things with her, with the, with the children's version, she and her husband. And as I'm looking at this space, I was like, well, Roy, um, you're, you're, film, you're, you're showing the film in Harlem, but people have to go to Harlem we have thousands of people in, in Nubia, can we show it here? And he was like, sure. So last night at the same time, we screened African Redemption in Nubia, but what was so dope about it, cause I, I didn't know how it would happen, right? I didn't know how it could happen, but I just challenged my team. I was like, let's go, let's figure this out. We're chatting, we're talking at the same time that we're watching and it, and, and let me thank Lindsay because because of your yoga class, we had to add different layers of how we could do yoga while you could help instruct people in their poses and it could be live and folk could, you know, participate. So this thing is evolving in real time. And I just, I want to say thank you. So as I'm looking last night, as I was in it, I was like, this is, I couldn't even, I was almost speechless because I'm like, this is so dope because the possibilities, you know, if you have a, a mind like mine where it's all about the possibilities where there's endless possibilities, I'm like, okay, all of these streaming platforms now have movies and and TV shows. They could screen them now in Nubia before they go out to the regular public and we'll let you know whether it's good or not because we're going to be honest about that. Huh. If there's new filmmakers out there and they just want to have a place because Roy was like, I don't really have a, a home yet for it. I'm like, come on home. You can come into Nubia and screen your film. It could be like the most amazing global Sundance film festival you can imagine. And I was like, the possibilities here are endless. And then I was talking today with the team, and I was like, what else can we do? So that has to be the question that we ask ourselves and one another. Like, what else can we do? What else can we do? And I think about that in. the the shadow of Marcus Garvey I even had to like fight with somebody on Twitter uh, on Rex Chapman's line who was like he didn't inspire um, Malcolm X that was Elijah the Honorable Elijah Muhammad I was like do you know Earl Little do you know Earl Little oh so let me drop that and Heli Selassie let me drop Bob Marley all y'all like Bob Marley inspired by Marcus Garvey let's let's not let's not show our ignorance (laughs) you know but that's the spaces those are the spaces that we're in with people who just utter ignorance and they are utterly ignorant. And it is the norm. It's the norm. So I don't like that. I want to be in the renewed normal. I don't want to be in this normal that we're in now, which celebrates ignorance. So I um, I just want to say thank you, first of all, to all of you who brought a brick. And the brick is yourself to this space that I had no idea what it was going to be. It started out as a book publishing entity, and now it is so much more and it's going to be even more uh but it requires something of everyone in there first of all there's like rules of engagement you just can 't utter stuff <laughs> you just can 't say whatever it is not you can 't argue and have discor- you know dissent and create all kind of acrimony, there's zero tolerance for that because we're new and we're building, there'll be no Judases, you will be snatched up from the root, okay? It will be no Judases rooting in this space and if you think you're gonna hide out, we'll find you. But I say all that to say is it is so necessary. My soul was just ecstatic last night um, as I watched this thing evolve and evolve into what it's gonna be. And so thank you for that.